Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. And the Music of America podcast continues. We're in Lafayette, Indiana today. Our guest, Christopher Gibson, and we'll talk with him in just a moment. I do have a note for primarily ladies. I have a customer of mine that is listening to the show today, Susie, and we got talking about sponsors of the program, and this is one of the sponsors I told her about. You don't need big promises, ladies. You need results. Simple Beauty Retinol Moisturizer contains only the best ingredients for your skin. It doesn't contain unnecessary ingredients that may cause further skin issues. Specifically formulated, the retinol moisturizer helps reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, making the skin appear younger, softer, smoother. Powerful combinations of antioxidants like vitamins A, C, B5, and E fight premature aging by blocking DNA-damaging free radicals and promoting softness and elasticity. It contains natural ingredients like aloe vera, jojoba oil, rose water, and sunflower oil, which are all great at alleviating a variety of skin conditions. Simple Beauty Retinol Moisturizer, available at simplebeautyskincare.com. It simply works. Christopher Gibson, Lafayette, Indiana. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, first question I almost always ask, or in some form, some way, shape, or form, how do you define your music identity? Uh, my music identity? Yeah. Like if I go um, see a Christopher Gibson show, what am I going to get? You're going to hear uh, music that reminds you of that party you went back to in the 70s. That one you kind of remember. Um, which no, one? I, I really, yeah, which one? Actually, I I start first started songwriting. Uh, it was more singer-songwriter, kind of folky, little country. But it's, it's kind of uh, evolved over the years into uh, sounding more like the music that that I listened to when I was growing up, when I was coming of age, which was the middle seventies. So, um, I just, uh, I don't know. I I'm starting my show out with, uh, six or eight instrumental songs all connected together. It sounds like one big montage or magic uh-huh. thing. And, um, uh, it, it gets you in the right frame of mind uh, for listening to the rest of the show. Uh, so, so really you're going to hear, and that's one thing, the thing about, uh, the thing I've been trying to do is, I don't want to be defined by one genre. So right. I, when I write, like when I wrote one of the songs we're going to talk, talk about today, sparkle and shine. When I wrote that, it was kind of more of a jazz tune, but then, then I wrote some gospel tunes and I wrote some country tunes and I got some harder rock stuff. So uh, a solo show, you know, it isn't going to come across as, you know, hard rock necessarily because I'm, I'm mainly doing those acoustically, but uh, you're going to get uh blues you're going to get country you're going to get rock you're going to get uh you're going to get a lot of different sounds basically the acoustic influences back in the because we're about i'm guessing around pretty much the same age because i grew up in the 70s as well uh Uh, immediately i thought of harvest neil young you know uh crosby stills national young of course uh jd souther mcgill uh clark hillman birds are those the same influences you had Absolutely. Uh, in fact, I think Neil Young um, holds the record for. I've I've seen him in concert. I think seventeen times or something like wow. that. So, wow. So uh, some of that was with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Um, 
but yeah, I grew up listening to, to what they would call wooden music, you know, um, just like that. Um, and my, my parents always had music around my dad plays, my dad's still alive. He's 92, still plays guitar and ukulele. No kidding. Growing up, it was just a very musical family. And, um, he encouraged all of us kids to, to take piano lessons and play music and band. And then eventually we all started playing guitar, but, um, yeah, I'm not sure where I was going with all that. I, I take the long way around usually when I tell a story. But. That's that's what makes storytelling <laughs> storytelling so much fun. See, yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah, what makes you- a good songwriter, which is what you know where I was going with this too. So you've got that that same kind of musical background and acoustic music just creates such a space for telling stories. I think uh, I I always cite Tom T. Hall as one of my favorite storytellers of all time. Arlo Guthrie is another good one. Woody Guthrie is another, you know, mm-hmm. but oh, yeah. uh, you're you're a storyteller. So yeah. do you and really, derive more pleasure out of the storytelling and the songwriting or the performing of that song? Well, I, I guess I, it kind of comes down to just having something to say. So some, so sometimes it's a story. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's, it, it's real life. Um, and that's for everybody to figure out, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, just having something to say, and saying it differently than than anybody else has, I guess um, maybe that's where it comes from. I don't know. But you do you do come from life experience. Most of your stories or most of your songs they come from life experiences. For the most part, yes. Um, I you know there's some that you might listen to, and and maybe seventy five to ninety percent of it's you know from from an experience I had, but you finish the the rest out with just a few lines that maybe don't aren't completely, you know, true to life, but, uh, yeah, mostly true to life. Well, so where do you begin when you're songwriting? What is, everybody has a different process. It seems, what is your process? Well, usually um, um, strong emotion involved. Like I've got one of the songs on my new project, uh, is called what's in a tear. And, uh, I had had a little bit of an argument with somebody that was pretty close to me and I came home and, yeah, just you know, I was I was kind of upset, so I knew that uh, I needed to say I needed to say what I was feeling in a song. Yeah. So, yeah, it's usually usually some strong emotion, and and it seems like uh, often it's you know it's some sad or some significant event. You know, it's not always sad. Uh, you know, I've got some some upbeat songs as well. Right, right. But the things that tug at our heart, it's so. Yeah. It seems like so many people write about uh, sad or scary or you know tragic events. I don't hear a lot of people writing songs about, "Hey, here's a song about the day I got married." You know, here's the the day I got my driver's license or I had my first cocktail. Although yeah. I, I do have some of those, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's just because it's easier for us to access those emotions and then put it in paper and share those. It's how do you share? I mean, there's a way, I guess there's a way of sharing the joy of my, that I get from my grandson when he comes over and plays with Papa. I don't know what it is though. You know? Sure. Um, I, I do have a song called happy place, which is, um, you know, it, it does talk about some negative things. It's like, um, that's kind of, it's kind of a funny, it's almost a tongue in cheek thing where, you know, you're bugging me, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to my happy place. So, uh, I like to introduce that song and, you know, talk to people about, Hey, if you're having a 
you know, every day is not the same, right? So you're having one of those days that's not so great. uh, Try to remember the song. And if you don't have, you don't have a place, you don't have a happy place yet, find one and go there. So anyway. Well, that, that song, happy place and the song, what's in a tear, just, just the phrase, just the title. Mm -hmm. It evokes so many thoughts and emotions and, I'm like, I can't wait just by the title to hear what that song's about. What's in a tear is a great, one of my favorite songs is a a song called Elephant. Okay. But it's not about elephants. Uh It's about the elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room is a woman that has cancer. Yeah. You know, but a song title like that, especially like the happy place, you know, it's just, it's, you know, it's going to be a happy song. Yeah. And what's in a tear, you know, it's going to be sad. But really, what's in it here? What's behind it here? What's the motivation? I mean, my mind just starts going all over the place with that. That's such a cool thing to be able to do. Yeah, and I I do put a question mark after it, you know, because it's that's yeah. kind of I kind of that's how I want it to come across, you know, asking that question. You know, maybe that will get people a little bit more intrigued to you know, encourage them to dig in and listen. So will an idea like that come to you and you write down the words and then you try and build a melody? Or will you sit there and noodle around on the guitar and say, hey, this is kind of, kind of a cool little melody here? Or How yeah, do you do a, that? A lot of my stuff really, it, it grows from uh, just sitting around playing guitar. So I'll be, and I'll be sitting around, something new comes, and then uh, I'll have to play it a whole bunch of times so I don't forget it. Or <laughs> I'll go ahead and record it like, the, you know, the, I'll do the smart thing and I'll record it. Um but uh, so usually, yeah, and like some of those, what, what, like I was telling you, I'd open up my shows with like a, a kind of a medley of instrumentals, and those were what actually what I call baby songs. Those are the, all the instrumentals that I have that I don't have lyrics for yet. Uh-huh. You know? So it's it's easier for me at least to come up with the music part. So then sometimes I'll have this piece, and I'll just I'll, I'll try to assess okay what's what's this saying what's the music saying to me what what's this piece supposed to mean what's it supposed to be about and so i try to match that to you know so that the the song topic has uh, so song song topic is uh you know consistent with the sound of the music so i guess that's what i'm trying to say there was a joke and i'm going to but butcher it if i try and tell it but the punchline basically are the story in essence this guy's a wonderful pianist and He's sitting at a bar and he's just all depressed. And the guy says, well, I got a piano over there. Why don't you play something for me? He goes over and he plays this beautiful piece. He goes, that's a great song. He goes, yeah, I can't make any money. And he goes, what's the name of it? And he's got some obscene name for the song. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so like I said, I butcher it here because I can't really tell the joke the right way. But oh, uh, No, I'm following you though. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, you know, that's, it's all of those elements that got to come together. You can't, you know, oh, I want to be dead today. Oh, I want to <laughs> cut off your face. You just can't do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, but yeah, so then I, you know, really, it, it, a lot of times I tend to call it divine inspiration because I don't uh-huh. really know where it comes from. It often feels like it's coming from somewhere outside myself. I am a person of faith, so I, you know, kind of feel like, somebody sending something down to me sometimes, you know, uh, whether it be the lyrics or the music, uh, part of a song. Um, I wrote a piece recently, uh, probably are, you might, well, almost everybody in the country is familiar with, um, the, the two young women in, from Delphi, Indiana who perished Abby and Libby. Right. Yeah. Um, I was going to play a show there and I knew several weeks or more ahead of time. And I decided I wanted to write a song kind of, 
not necessarily about them, but kind of for them. Right. And um, so uh, then that was the kind of thing where, you know, just it just sort of just all came flooding out on, on paper. Um, and then the, the, the music for it came afterwards. So once in a while, it, it flips itself around. It goes backwards, yeah. Yeah. I love gospel writers because gospel writers or people that write gospel music, whatever, they all have something. They talk about what's coming from within, but it's deep within. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's one thing about like playing music and playing soulfully. But when you talk to people that write gospel music, there's something more. I call it the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you, what is that? What you would that, consider yeah, it to? I'm Christian, Christian faith. So absolutely. Um, you know, it, it, uh, whether you, with the Holy Spirit's sending it down or it's coming through the Holy Spirit or just from up above from God. So, um, you know, um, that's, that's where I think it all comes from. I mean, when we talk about a creator, uh, yeah. nobody can top, nobody can top him. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, one guy tried. <laughs> right. And look what happened to him. Look what happened to him. His life's, <laughs> a, his, his life's just hell now. <laughs> <laughs> they kicked him out of the venue big time. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> You're gone. So, You're out of here. <laughs> so are, is it Chris or Christopher? What do you prefer? It really doesn't matter. You know, most people call me Chris. Uh, if you really want to get on my good side, you call me Christopher. Now that my mom used to call me that, but, uh, you know, when I, when I released my first disc, I thought, you know, that's got a nice ring to it. I haven't used that in my full name yeah. most of my life. So I started using it. Uh, it hasn't been as tough as my last name, which consistently gets misspelled, uh, like the guitar. That's but, exactly uh, what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. That, so I, I've, I've kind of been, you know, had some challenges with that, but yeah. So either one is fine. So the first song of yours we're going to play, we were talking about the almighty and, and the creator and the creator of time itself is where my head went when we were talking about that, because I'm thinking about the song time itself, which is the first song. Is there a connection there? Or is it or is one secular and, and the creator is just a whole different. Existence? Well, I, I would say, you know, they still, you know, the inspiration probably still came from the same place. Yeah. Sometimes it's more obvious or more, uh, maybe more direct or, or, you know, I'm sure I'm, I'm coloring things a little bit as they come through. So here's, here's my version of what was sent to me. Okay. Okay, Right. So, um, but, but really time, the song time waits for no one came about because when I started playing, I had, I actually, my first CD I finished up in, I think 2006, second one came out two years later. Then I set my music aside for a number of years. I was doing other things. And then about 2019, I started uh, picking it up again. And I realized that I didn't really have a, a, a very big window, excuse me, of opportunity. Uh, you know, uh, I just didn't have a whole lot of time left. So yeah. um, that was just something that had kind of started working on me. And, and just with that realization, and uh, and I think I had this cool riff and uh, drop D, and I was messing around with that. Yeah. And, and so yeah, it just out came the lyrics basically, and uh, just pretty much about. Uh, but yeah, actually, in the lyrics, there's there's some uh, there's some. Uh, you you can tell uh, maybe a little bit about where it came from when you hear the, when you hear the, the song. Um, 
So that's that, that's what I kind of like too about the subtle messages that are hidden inside a song like that. Like, yeah, here's what it's about. But if you listen, it's also about this. Yeah. And the song is called Time Itself or Time Itself Waits okay. for No. Okay, because yep. I just have it as time itself, but I cheat sometimes when I write. <laughs> shorthand, right? <laughs> it's Tom Shorthand, yeah. That's yeah. Tom being lazy and not writing out the whole title. So, <laughs> so time itself waits for no one, right? Yep, absolutely. Good. Okay, this is Chris Gibson, or Christopher Gibson, if you want to get on his good side, from Lafayette, Indiana. First song we're going to hear, Time Itself Waits for No One.
time itself. Our guest, Christopher Gibson, Lafayette, Indiana. Years ago, I got into an accident at work where I ended up spending the month on my stomach while my back wounds healed. I had scalded and severely burned my lower back. About two weeks into the healing, I realized I haven't had a cigarette in two weeks, so I quit smoking. Now, that method worked for me. I don't suggest it for anyone else. Thank goodness we have a company called Laser Therapy South in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, deal with patients all over the world. Since 2003, Laser Therapy South has helped thousands of people quit smoking, reduce stress, and alleviate chronic and acute pain. Laser Therapy South has developed its own unique approach to tackle both physiological and habitual components of addiction to help you achieve total success. Laser Therapy. It's an acupuncture-based treatment that originated in Europe and Canada about 25 years ago or so. Your success is measured immediately. Laser therapy is instantaneous. Your treatment date is the same as your quit date. The laser is sort of a cold or therapeutic laser. It doesn't produce heat. It doesn't cut tissue where most clients more likely report a feeling sort of like having a massage after their treatment. Laser Therapy South. They're at lasertherapysouth.com where all your questions can be answered. Check them out today if you want to quit smoking. Lasertherapysouth.com where being a quitter is a good thing. The next uh, song we're going to talk about here, I've been wanting to talk to you about it because I've been singing it all day today. And and it just dawned on me at the start of this conversation what it reminded me of. Do you remember a song called Popsicle Toes by Michael Franks? I sure do. That reminds me, and it, it doesn't sound like it, but it's that feel, that 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 timbre, that texture of Popsicle Toes that uh, this next song, Sparkle and Shine, and maybe that's it. Sparkle and shine, popsicle toes. It's got the same rhythmic pattern. In the So that's a really good song. There's no other way to say it. Oh, did that start as an instrumental and you added words or did it start with lyrics? You know, I, I'm not sure I can tell you. Uh, I'm not sure I can answer that. It's been a while uh, for that one. Um, yep. But I, I know uh, back in... Let's see. Back in 2002, the band I was, the band I had then, uh, we were actually playing that song out live. Uh, so of course it, it had a different, a little different sound as you know, with just a four piece band. But uh, once we got into the studio, uh, I think what I had was the just the guitar riff for it, you know, uh -huh. for, for for a while, and then built the lyrics on top. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of fun in the studio with that one. We had some stand up bass and. Uh, just a lot of instrumentation, uh, brass and everything uh, going in the song. And um, yeah, it just, it was just a lot of fun to, to record. Do you record in Lafayette or do you go to Indianapolis or you go to Columbus? Where do you go? Uh, I've been mostly, yeah, actually most of, most of the time in Lafayette. Um, I've been working most recently at Rec Room Studios. They're part of uh, the Arts Federation, formerly Tippecanoe Arts Federation. Um, okay. The Songwriters Association of Mid North Indiana actually uh, built Rec Room Studios inside of uh, TAF or T uh, the Arts Federation. Uh, it's an old library, really solid building, uh, and, and they've got a great studio that I'm working in uh, right now. They've got a great studio there now. So, do they have staff? Because you don't have a brass band, you know. <laughs> No, so they have I, musicians that they bring and they, is it their idea to say, Hey, what if we add some horns here? Or do you, do you hear that and say, can we try this? How does that work? Well, um, both of my first two CDs were produced by, uh, 
uh, Malachi Jaggers, and he uh, helped, you know, he helped, you know, give those suggestions, you know, how about, how about we put this in there? How about we put this in there? And, and so on, because honestly, uh, what back when those were produced uh, early 2000s, um, I, I didn't have a clue how to build a song in a studio, uh-huh. uh, but uh, so a lot of those folks were studio musicians and, and yeah, at the suggestion of my producer, we, we went ahead and added the instrumentation, which I think was all, you know, good advice because like I said, I didn't have the, that experience under my belt, but uh, this time around I'm, I'm having a little bit more fun with it and a lot more fun with it. Yeah. Uh, it used, used to be the click track. I would, you know, get in there and it would just make me so nervous and uh, it felt so sterile and cold. But uh, working with the right people uh, this time around has been really key. Um, you know, there are things that can be done, like just make the click track a little friendlier, make it sound like drums. You know, <laughs> that, that changed my world immensely right there. It was like, That's hey, we're, we're getting down here. We're jamming, you know. It, it just took a lot of the stress away and, uh, and, and just, I've had a whole lot more fun and I've had a lot of moments this time around too, where I, I was telling my wife about this, you get so far into the project and you start, you start getting really excited because you're doing something. Yeah. I mean, you're, 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 you're giving longevity to your music is what you're doing. And without that, and my grandkids, well, I only have one. So she's yeah. real, she's really special. Uh, she'll get to hear that. In fact, she got to sing. She was singing on one of the songs uh, on this project. Uh, How cool is that? That's amazing. I had to come in, come into the studio, and actually with my wife and some of my in-law, a couple of my in-laws, my sister-in-law, and uh, my niece-in-law, if that's a word, uh, she was there. But but yeah, my she was, I think my granddaughter was 10, 10 or 11 at the time. And so we got them singing some backup vocals on, on one of the songs. So, Oh, that's so much fun. Yeah. There's a, a Mark Ruffalo movie called uh, begin again. I don't know if you've seen it or not. He's a music producer mm-hmm. and he's real successful. And then he and his partner split up and he discovers this new talent who was uh, partnered with Adam Levine. Okay. And then they split up, but she, you know, he heard something in her music. And he decides he's going to take her under his wing and restart a label or whatever. And one of the scenes is they're recording in different places in New York where the cops are chasing them out. You know, (laughs) (laughs) they're in an alleyway and they pay these kids to come down and they sing background. Now that's such a cool concept, you know, just, and it's a movie. So, you know, it probably doesn't really happen that way, but the, just the idea to bring children's voices into a song. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, in one or two of the songs on this current project, I I wanted a choir, um, oh, wow. or or a children's choir, or something along those lines. Now, um, thank thankfully, uh, uh, I, I guess thanks to MIDI and uh, an interesting <laughs> keyboard that I have, uh, we're we're not having to hire the choir. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just I was messing around with my keyboard. Actually, I found and 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 I don't. I'm kind of mixed on this because sometimes I don't know whether to uh, embrace or reject technology. Um, yeah. But there's some cool settings on one, one, one of the voicings on my keyboard is a choir and yet they're doing the, either the oohs or the ahs or the uhs. And so I was, I was fairly impressed when I checked that out. And uh, since logistically it was going to be a little difficult to get a whole choir into the studio or get the studio out to a choir, 
Yeah. Uh, we're using that on one, at least one song, and it sounds pretty good, actually. It's a gospel song that's on the project, actually. So. Gotcha. Now, now back to Sparkle and Shine. Uh, there's two things about there that really stand out, and I, I just had this conversation with a guest last week, I think. When I was in radio, we used to have these discussions about the hook. And oh, yeah. to me, there's two real noticeable hooks. One is the instrumentation, just how well the music flows in this, you know, and there are mm-hmm. certain accent points that the horns bring out. For example, I consider a hook, but really sparkle and shine, just the, the, the chorus. And that, that phrase sparkle and shine is its own hook. So when you do a song, do you find a hook? Do you make a hook or does it just happen? And you're just happy to produce the song. And Well, I, I'd say there's, there's probably a pretty good mix of, of, of variations there, you know, cause some of the time, yeah, I'll be fooling around on the guitar and I'll find something that sounds pretty fresh, you know, and I think, Hey, you know, hang on to that. Uh, don't forget it. Uh, and so the song might get built around that then, or it could be built around the emotion first, you know, like the, like what's in a tear that happens. I come home or write the song or sparkle and shine is actually, um, when, when I first met my wife, uh, she just had the sparkle in her eyes. And yeah. so that, that's what, the song is about her eyes actually. So, well, I'll be done. Um, so, um, but yeah, I, yeah, it, it kind of happened. It's all, all different, you know, but, but usually it's, uh, uh, starts on guitar and then gets uh-huh. built around the riff, but I've got some that come, you know, come the other way around where, you know, maybe, uh, all the lyrics come out and I have to write the music for it. Well, this song is really good, and it's it's riddled with good hooks. And now we've got another hook, and that's the emotion. I'm going to close my eyes and imagine a sparkle and shine in a woman's eyes. Awesome. That's good. Christopher Gibson, our guest from Lafayette, Indiana. Next song we're going to hear is called Sparkle and Shine.
Sing that song all day today. Sparkle and Shine, Lafayette, Indiana's Christopher Gibson, our guest today, Music of America podcast. The jingle that hits like a single. That's the slogan for Jingle Lingo, an advertising vehicle designed to create a unique and personal jingle to promote and position your business and make it stand out above the crowd. Think of all the musical jingles you may have heard through the years, right? Jingle Lingo. They can and will put your business into higher vision and focus on all your advertising needs. Jingle Lingo, custom-made, custom-designed with you and for you through the talents of accomplished singer and songwriter Courtney Davis-Jackson. Check them out today. Get to work on your own personalized musical jingle from Jingle Lingo. JingleLingo.com. That's Jingle Lingo, L-I-N-G-O. Jingle Lingo, the jingle that hits like a single. There was a, a movie where Dennis Rodman and Sylvester Stallone were frozen in time. Uh, Benjamin Bratt and Sandra Bullock were in the movie. So it's like futuristic and they're cops. And they mm-hmm. talk about the 60-second songs. <laughs> yeah. The 30-second, the mini songs. And they're commercials from our era. Okay. <laughs> they listen to their radio for the 30 and 60 second songs and they're oh, listening wow. like the oscar meyer jingle and, and every time i read that commercial I, I think of that scene but have you ever written uh 
jingles or anything, any commercially things like, like that? Actually, actually, I did. I did back in the nineties. I wrote a song for this uh, pub here in Lafayette that they had. They had a particular type of a burger that they called a hand spanked burger, and I thought this this is just too funny. That's a song uh, needs to be written. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so I wrote it, and and we weren't we weren't really ready to the uh, the band I was with. We're, okay, we were performing at that particular venue, and so one of my coworkers let the word out that we had that song. We weren't really, we weren't planning to play it that night. So uh-huh. here comes a napkin getting passed up to to where we were. They don't really have a stage at that venue; just that we were on the floor. But this napkin said, "Hey, play the hand spank burger song." Anyway, <laughs> so it never really got anywhere. Uh, but I took the bridge from that song and kind of turn it into its own song recently and so i'm, oh, no, I'm kidding. playing that part of the song and then so i tell people the story about it or just a little bit about it before i play it usually and when i was playing at farmer's market recently here in west lafayette a guy came a guy approached me after my show and asked me about writing a jingle for him so uh by playing the old jingle i might get a job writing a new one i'm not sure yet but we're still working on the details so that's funny so yeah. So you mentioned a place in Lafayette. Is that where you play or do you play around the state? Do you play in a bi-state area? What is, what is your territory that you cover Christopher? Well, pretty much around the state. Um, you know, I I've had, I've had some success getting gigs locally. Uh, sometimes that waxes and wanes a little bit. So I want, you know, a couple of years ago when I've, I've, I, I've had a band, had a band and when they actually, we broke up. And so I started uh, just kind of pushing and pushing and, you know, pretty much working wherever I could play. And uh, so that's been, you know, different festivals, farmers markets, uh, Bloomington, Lafayette, um, played around Logansport, played up around uh, uh, Rochester, Shelbyville, um, down around Indy. Uh, but, but, yeah. A lot. <laughs> do you do festivals? Yeah. Do you do? Do you prefer to do your solo stuff? Let me ask you this instead. Do you prefer to do your solo stuff, or do you like doing the whole band thing more? Wow, that, that's a tough one because uh, it's so much fun to to get the songs fleshed out and have um, uh, you know just have have them sounding fuller. We we played uh, Mosey down Main Street in Lafayette this year, and I played actually three years in a row. Played that uh, event three years in a row, and Three years ago, it was my prior band. Last year, it was solo. This year, it was with my current band, the Christopher Gibson Band, and uh, it was it was fun all three times. It, it just, yeah. it, it's it's just, yeah. It, and there there are parts of each that are great, and and uh, parts that are each, uh, of each that are challenging. You know, uh, coordinating things with with other band members before we can you know say yes to a gig sometimes is you know. You have to do a little extra groundwork to get stuff going. Uh, and then it's, you know, but, but then the reward is the, the fuller sound, uh, with the solo work, you know, I, I can answer, I can say yes to a gig just like that. Yeah. And then I have the, you know, the joy of performing solo. I can, the show turns out, I do whatever I want pretty much, you know, so. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we were talking about uh, like Crosby Stills, Nash and Young. It's one of my favorite bands of all time. And I was able to see them play in St. Louis years ago. 
and to see Steven Stills up there playing a solo piece like Treetop Flyer. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into another song, but he's got the full band behind him. It's the same thing. Like, yeah, you can you can do so much intimacy or a quieter or whatever you want to call it when you're just you and an instrument, a guitar, and your audience. But it has such a presence when you've got a full band behind you, man. It's so cool. Yeah. So it's like it's yep. like, do you like steak or do you like lobster? Well, I kind of like them both, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Have some of both, please. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now the last song we're going to talk about, "Woman on a Bridge." Again, the images that your song titles conjure up. "Woman on a Bridge" is she walking or is she standing contemplating? And that's what I'm thinking here. And I'm thinking she's contemplating. Yeah, you got it. Uh, yeah. I was driving through Lafayette a number of years ago. And I saw a woman standing on the bridge. Actually, the Wabash River separates West Lafayette and Lafayette, Indiana. And so if you live in this area, you're frequently crossing from one side to the other. So I was driving from West Lafayette to Lafayette, and there's a woman standing on the bridge. And I didn't really get a whole lot of information. I didn't stop and ask her what she was doing. You know, I was driving. So I just really saw her for a few seconds. But it just it struck me somehow and hit me really hard. And I was like, wow, I wonder what she, what was she thinking about? Was she, was she going to jump? Was she, mm-hmm. she okay? You know, uh, what's going on? So my song reflects some of those questions that I had. Yeah. It's, it's just brilliant though, because you have a, a snapshot of something that happened in your life and you get a whole song out of it and, and does just does what your mind was doing. You just put it across in music so much better than I could if I was trying to tell the story. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thank you. Uh, Let's give it a listen. This is Christopher Gibson. And the last song we're going to hear from him is a song called Woman on a Bridge. Still image made me think 
Christopher Gibson, our guest today on the Music of America podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. And before we say goodbye to Christopher, this is the segment of the show, Christopher, where we call it uh, Shameless Self-Promotion. Now, the show is going to be broadcast. We're pre-recording this in September. Your show is actually going to be on the air October the 4th. So depending on when people are listening to this podcast, you got a show tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be down in Bloomington, Indiana at the Cosmic Songwriters Club at the, uh, actually the venue is called the Orbit Room. Uh-huh. And I've been following these guys uh, uh, for the last couple of years. And during the pandemic, uh, actually, it's when I first uh, first heard of them. And I was, I think I was signed up to play another time, but uh, things fell through. And, uh, but up and running again and i'm excited about going down there to play uh it's like a songwriters in the round kind of thing and i'll get to play uh of course uh, all i play is 100 original music people yeah. ask me you know well do you can i make requests uh, do you play some covers and the answer is no and no <laughs> <laughs> you can Actually, make re- some... you can make requests but they gotta be my music <laughs> <laughs> that's what i did i grabbed a cd and i said here pick one off of here and yeah. i'll play it for you <laughs> No, to some people it's, yeah. Yeah. To me, it's, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that that's all I'm playing. And, and I, I just, I decided I had to be true to myself. If, Mm -hmm. uh, if I'm working on covers and and I've had this with other bands, I'm, I'm, I'm at home working on cover tunes. My songs are sitting over in the corner getting dusty. No, (laughs) not going to do it that way. But yeah. Um, also playing a, a festival in Boswell, Indiana, on october 8th it's the harvest music festival and i'm kind of excited about that one uh boswell's in benton county and I've, i grew up in western tippecanoe county close to benton county so interestingly enough i went to school in benton county but i didn't uh-huh. live in that county oh wow. uh, so uh we lived close to the county line and the small town we lived in voted at one point in time and they voted to go to benton county school so Anyway, so I, I've, I've got a song called Home where I talk about where I grew up, which is Western Tippecanoe County and then also Benton County. And uh, I'm going to get to play that song. I'll be playing that song uh, for hopefully for some some Benton County residents when I play up there at the Boswell. That's so cool, man. I love that. I love that story. That's amazing. I, I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it'll be my first time. I, actually, I don't know if that festival has been going for a while or not, but uh, a lot of the small towns are having, they're trying to kind of revive themselves by having having festivals uh which festivals always it, yeah. music and so that's that's good for me <laughs> now where else where else how else can we hear you or find you've got a website and social media what absolutely you can find me on uh facebook christopher gibson music uh but i also have a website which is christophergibson.com and you can find my full schedule there and find out more about me find out uh you can actually there's some video an audio on there you can check out and uh, see what all I've been up to. And let's emphasize again, it's Gibson with a P and that Gibson like the guitar with a B. So it's Gibson, G-I-P-S-O-N. Uh, merch, you get merch, songs, anything like that we can get from your website or what? Um, nothing on there right now, but I do have 22 songs that are streaming on all platforms. My first two discs are out there. Um, so, uh, Feel free to to stream those Sounds thousands good. of times. Yeah, 
Christopher, thank you. It's been a really good show. And uh, man after my own heart, I think we play, if we, if we ran into each other on the street, we would sit down and probably start playing all the same songs together. <laughs> I think we would, Tom. It sounds like, uh, it sounds like we would. Yeah, for sure. It's been really? my pleasure. It's been, been a lot of fun. Thanks, Christopher Gibson, our guest today. Next, we're headed to Bloomington to meet King B and the Stingers. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America. Thank you.